Hello, I'm Natasha Mirosh. Welcome to Extra Virgin Postcards, where I invite a guest from around the world to share what they love about where they live, what there is to see and do, and where to eat and drink. You'll get insights that only a local would know. So whether you're looking for destination information or just armchair travelling, let this Extra Virgin Postcard take you away. Hi, I'm Miriam Siddiqui. I'm a lifestyle journalist specializing in travel, design, and food trends, and I live in Toronto, Canada. Toronto is my hometown. I've lived in a few different neighborhoods in the city, but all very central, and I now live downtown. Other Canadians might say Torontonians think the city is the center of the universe, but to be honest, we agree with them. <laughs> it's a great city. Toronto is the biggest city in Canada. There's a population of about 3 million, 6 million if you count the surrounding suburbs, but it's not the official capital of Canada, that's Ottawa. It is, however, the financial and the cultural center of the country, and it's very close to the U.S. border, about 90-minute drive to Buffalo from Toronto. Other nearby cities are Montreal, which is in the neighboring province of Quebec. That's about a five-hour drive. And in the States, we're about four hours from Detroit and nine hours from New York City and Chicago. And it's about a one-hour flight from each of those cities to Toronto. By the way, I should also say that Torontonians say Toronto, not Toronto. So if you want to assimilate and seem like a local, don't pronounce that last T. This is a rapidly growing city. Geographically, it's quite big. We're a very sprawling city. We have Lake Ontario, which is one of the five Great Lakes, is our southern border. Toronto is one of the most diverse cities in the world, and it's a real point of pride. Half of the city's population identifies visible minorities, and almost half of the population of Toronto are immigrants. It's a busy but safe city. It's a city of neighborhoods. You'll see people walking, cycling. You'll see them enjoying parks, with barbecuing, family gatherings, wherever you go throughout the city. Torontonians are proud. We definitely don't shy away from pointing out the growing pains that we're going through as we get bigger, but ultimately we love our city and everything you can do here. The main geographic markers in the city are Lake Ontario to the south, the Humber River to the west, and the John River to the east. So while we are, you know, a concrete jungle, there are a lot of park and sort of forested areas that you can escape to. Young Street is the longest street in the world, and it starts at the lake and runs north through the entire city and then on to other towns. And it is what divides the city east and west. Our downtown core is filled with skyscrapers, but elsewhere you'll find residential neighborhoods. We've got a really healthy park and ravine system. On that, you'll find people cycling, running, sometimes even like paddling the Don River, which is really cool. We have a trail all along the waterfront that will take you across the city limits from east to west. And in the east, we have a neighborhood called The Beach, which is truly, as it's called, it is a beachfront community. We also have the Toronto Islands, which is one of my favorite parts of the city. And it's almost like you're, you know, you're going away to like a cottage country when you go there. But it's a 10, 15 minute ferry ride from our waterfront. And the collection of small islands has a residential community on it, as well as beaches. And there's even a small amusement park there called Centerville. Toronto really has something for everyone. 
we have a really vibrant sports scene and each team has an extremely dedicated fan base. The Toronto Raptors, for instance, who are our NBA basketball team, has a dedicated area outside of the arena where the team plays called Jurassic Park. And it's where people can come watch games for free on the big screen. So, you know, you'll, we'll have a stadium full of 30,000 fans and then we'll have another 10,000 people just hanging out outside watching the game, which is really, really cool. Our arts and culture scene is incredible. We're home to the National Ballet of Canada, as well as the Toronto Symphony. We have incredible museums and art galleries, like the Royal Ontario Museum, which is our most prominent. The Art Gallery of Ontario, again, is our most prominent art gallery. And then, of course, we are the home of Drake and The Weeknd, so you know we have a great music scene. One of the best concert venues in the summer in Toronto is on the water in an area called Ontario Place, which is parkland, but there's also some infrastructure like an IMAX movie theater inside a dome. That's where you might see Cirque du Soleil do a show. But this amphitheater, which is called Budweiser Stage, is one of my favorite places to take in a concert on a hot summer night. And then, of course, we have a ton of festivals. It feels like there's one Actually, it feels like there's multiple ones every weekend, and there's at least one for every community. So Middle Eastern, Indian, Filipino, Afrofest, the list goes on. During a typical weekend, because I live right in the center of the city by Young and Bluer, I take advantage of getting around by foot or by bike. So on a Saturday morning, I might walk down to the Evergreen Brickworks, which is a nature conservation area, to visit the farmer's market and pick up some fresh groceries. The greater Toronto area is surrounded by this sort of, well, it's a belt. It's called the Green Belt, but it's agriculture on protected farmland. So we get a lot of fresh produce into the city during May through October. We have multiple farmers markets around the city, and it's a really great way to just sort of connect with our neighbors in the rural parts of the province and get truly farm fresh produce. After that, I'd hype on a Bixie, which is our bike share program, to head across town to, say, Little Italy or Ossington, which are both neighborhoods that have great bars and restaurants. I'd meet a friend for a drink or maybe a light bite. If there's a festival I want to check out, I'd bike down there. I, I love going to a neighborhood called the Distillery District, which is a historic neighborhood. It's cobblestone streets, protected historic brick buildings. And that's where in like the 1920s, a lot of gin and vodka was produced. It's right on the waterfront. So the folks who were making this alcohol were able to ship it conspicuously to our neighbors in the South who were dealing with prohibition. But it's right now they have great restaurants, art galleries. In the winter, that's where our big Christmas market is. Our winters can feel long and gray. And I should say, if you're coming to Toronto, I would not come in the winter. It's not the, <laughs> it's not the most exciting place as far as temperature anyway. You can definitely get more out of the city in the warmer months. But because our winters are so long, we definitely savor our warmer temperatures and try to spend as much time outside as we can. So a meal on a patio, dinner with a friend is how I would end a weekend take advantage of the sunshine while we have it. As far as where to eat and drink, there is always something new happening in Toronto's dining scene. And we're about to get our first Michelin guide in a couple months, so that should elevate the scene even further. And there's a lot of buzz and excitement around that. We have fine dining places like Daniel Below. There's a local chef called Patrick Chris who has a group of restaurants called Aloe. And my bet is on him to get at least one Michelin star. So I'm really excited to see how he does in all of this. But his food is fantastic. And I definitely recommend making time for that. 
I personally like some of the more indie places. So we've got Bar Pompette, which is an authentic French cocktail bar run by a team from France, and it's a super chic little bar in Little Italy. The service is fantastic, and the menu is like très authentique. My French accent is horrible. <laughs> Taroni is another one of my favorites, and it specializes in pizza, and it is a Toronto institution. They have a few locations around town, including one in an old courthouse, and you cannot go wrong with the pizza from Taroni. And Patois on Dundas West is a fusion of Caribbean and Asian food. I really love this restaurant and the neighborhood too is really exciting. It's a neighborhood in transition and they have a really young, vibrant energy. Because of our diversity, you can find pretty much any kind of food you want, whether it's Chinese or Indian, Tibetan, Greek, Middle Eastern, we are like spoiled with choice. It's really exciting to have such incredible diversity in our restaurants. And I have a sweet tooth, so I'm excited that the city is having a bit of a dessert renaissance. There's some really cool spots opening up. They have done so over the past couple of years, actually, during the pandemic. Good Behavior and Bang Bang are two artisanal ice cream shops that I'm a fan of. And Banoi is a, a small new place in Koreatown. It's a bakery that, in my opinion, has the best brown butter chocolate chip cookies in the world. Toronto is also close to two wine regions, Niagara and Prince Edward County. So you'll definitely find Ontario wines on many drink menus. Pearl Morissette is a winery in the Niagara region that's getting a lot of attention. So definitely try that if you spot it on one of the menus that you're browsing while you're here. And my insider tip for you, if you really want to get a slice of local life, is to make some time for a park. It may seem a bit odd to go to a city and then just sit in a park, but this is how you can really get a sense of what it's like to live in Toronto. Riverdale Park has a hill that's perfect for watching the sunset over the downtown core. Trinity Bellwoods in Queen West is the place to be for locals on the weekend. It's close to the, all the cool restaurants around Dundas, Ossington, and Queen. So it was a perfect spot for an impromptu picnic. And these are just great spots for people watching, getting a sense of local fashion, and just relaxing in the sun. That is my guide to Toronto. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you'll come and visit. And thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Extra Virgin, a podcast for the Epicurious. You can get more great food and travel inspiration, including stories, recipes, reviews, and more on our website, www.extravirginfoodandtravel.com. You can also follow Extra Virgin Food and Travel on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email us at extravirginfoodandtravel at gmail.com. If you haven't already, go to Apple, Spotify or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to download and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until we meet again, bon voyage and bon appétit.